<laughs> Golf claps all around, gentlemen. Cool. Lovely stuff. Oh, that day was terse. Right. Um, in the interest of me getting me tea on time, let's go for it. Hi, hello, and welcome to our latest excursion into musical revisionist history as we take a look at every number one ever. Week on week, we'll be taking a peek at every song to hit the UK number one spot from 1952 to now. These tunes will be fired our way by an algorithm that takes the form of a machine, a tune-choosing device. Packs of three number ones will be discussed, dispatched and displayed in a shiny new pantheon of musical memoir. Joining me on the quest to expunge triumphant tuneful turds from our timeline is a man who is on the first name, who's on first name terms with the words music and the word buff. It's the strident Mr. Craig. Hey, Glow. Uh, it's Mr. Buff to you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> M. Buff, if we're being Buff. official. <laughs> to his right or left, depending on where you're sat, is a visionary. The man who put AI into AI. It's only Dr. Liam Maloney. <laughs> I love how little coding I know. That's amazing. Thank you. It turns to the point in the intro that reads brief housekeeping. So here goes. As mentioned, we each get three number ones to rate and review. They're judged and dispatched accordingly as a pack. No splitting up the songs. Sorry, that's just how this thing works. If we bin the songs into the trash can of non-existence something still needs to be put into the hungry mouth of the new musical pantheon at this point we will have to reach into the bag of songs that made number two reach in pick one out at random and place it no questions asked into the pantheon the peril looms large for a deeper dive into the rules and whys, please do one to episode zero where all or nearly all is explained dr liam Okay, that means it is time to announce the machine du jour, who will be selecting our pop picks. So, if we're ready, let's begin. And today's machine is... Real Big Fishing Meal Scam! <laughs> What was the Can I just name? put out that that was it, it was real big fishing scam, <laughs> real real big fishing email scam. <laughs> wow. The name is longer than the gap. <laughs> um, okay, let's let's see what uh, what we call him. No, Biggie? no, no. Let's dwell. Let's dwell. Real big fishing email scam. I'll be honest with there you, you go. Took, took us all of about three seconds to think that one up and then thought, we're done for the weekend, lads, we can just put it away. <laughs> okay, right. Oh, let's fucking just, hell, get going. Let's dive into the bullshit. <laughs> oh, yeah, boy. And as per, we will kick off with Mr. Buff Binmaster himself, uh, Craig Love. <laughs> Indeed. Real big fishing email scam, I am scared for life. Is there any facts? 
Oh, unfortunately not. This was number one, number 601. It was number one for a whole five weeks, starting from the 14th of November in the year of our Lord, 1987. Shall we see what we got? Six weeks in 87. Let's see. In we dive. Oh, Tapow! What is it? Is it Instakeep? Go on. Is it China in your your hand? It is, mate. in your hands. It is, of course, to power with you from Yorkshire. For the rest of us, it is the pow. <laughs> <laughs> so shit. Oh, I love that. It's bullshit. Oh. Um, it's actually quite a good tune. He's insta-keeping. Did you not hear him? Well, you must have broken up there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's all going in. You're insta-keeping. No, I'm my balls. No. <laughs> oh, God. Because <laughs> I could have put this one as, like, Craig's into this. How do you feel about it, actually? I'm really indifferent to Tapau, to be honest with oh, you. Okay. It's, it, it does China in your hands does nothing for me, so uh, it's it's neither it's, it neither sways me staying or going, unfortunately. All right, okay. Well, should we find out what your second one is? See if that kind of sways you either yes. way. Get the trombones out. Let's see what number two is. All right, really, what real big fishing email? Real scam. big fishing email scam. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> Now. <laughs> Write it down. It's Christmas! Ooh. Ooh. It's a Christmas number one. Yes, this is number one, number 699. 699, right, okay. 699. We can do that. So we're in the 90s there? Late 80s? We are in, we are in the early 90s. This was number one for one week on the 11th of December 1993, and then... Once again, number one for two weeks on Christmas Day oh. of nineteen. I've got two guesses. I've got two guesses. You've got two guesses. I've got two guesses, and it's it's either E seventeen or Mister Blobby. Let's find out what it is. Let's find out. <laughs> <laughs> it's the hardest intro in the world. Classic. <laughs> Yes, commonly known as the worst number one of all time. Destroyer of Straight music. In, then. That did three weeks. That did three weeks. Well, come on, it's Christmas. It's it's the perfect granny stocking filler. Also got a seven inch because I saw it in the uh Mr. Shop Blobby's the other day. got seven inches. No. Yeah, he does, yeah. Blobby Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> he does five days. So any that was who Craig David who, was with. Craig David was with Mr. Blobby. Anybody who wasn't born between about 1976 and 1986, I would say, this is the spin-off from novelty variety show Noel's House Party. Mr. Blobby, an annoying character that came on and smashed into celebrities, and that was about it. They decided off the back of this very small one-joke gimmick to make a song and a whole theme park. And needless to say. I'm not a fan. <laughs> My boyfriend has been to that theme park. Oh, fucking hell. They allow us to vote. Can you believe it? Yeah. Yeah. For, for anyone who didn't know about the theme park, just to wonder, and we're not making this shit up, it was called Crinkly Bottom. Yeah, Crinkly Bottom. Oh, was it? Blob- 
Yeah, it's Crinkly Bottom and, yeah. was, and Blobby Land was in there. Oh, was it like Parks? How they had, you know, like yeah, it, Misfortune yeah, Land and... Yeah, it would have it would have been an area of the land. Can we move on, please? Yes, let let's do that. Uh, real big phishing email scan or RBPES, <laughs> as we're going to know you from now on. Uh, what have you got? It's Ben. Ah, the oh, bare naked ladies wonder. tell me that this is a one week wonder. This is was number one, number seven hundred and eighty nine. It was number one for one week on the 2nd of May in the year of our Lord, 1998. Keep it for the Patreon, lad, come on. I love that it's always in the year of our Lord. Let's dive in. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) Is that like, is it Boyzone? Yeah, that's, that's a Keating. That that would be Keating singing. That is Boyzone with all that I need. Right, hang on, let's fucking round up here. So we've had Mr. Blobby, a yeah. boy zone. What was yeah. first up? I mean, does it matter? To pow. Yeah, to pow. I mean, it, it, oh, it could fucking Paul to pow. Paul to pow. Uh, right, to pow is one of the big, it, it puts the ballard into power ballad. Do you know what I mean? It's really like, it's one of the big ones. And it's just yeah. going to get sunk like stinking shit because of Noel Edmonds, that fucking spotty twat. I mean, I mean, I mean there is an twat. argument. There is an argument to be made about the novelty single being properly represented, but I don't think it's this. I know, particular. but we're supposed to be making like the best. We're supposed to be like fixing history here. We're not supposed to be going. Oh, we need something that's representative. Byron, if if, if that is the purpose, then obviously the worst number one single of all time is going straight in the bin. Absolutely. Should we see what you get then? As oh, in fact, Matt, I'm assuming you're putting this in the bin as well. I just want to check. Binderella. Binderella. Binderella spilling it up one time. Hmm. I am genuinely nervous when we get to this bit. I'm genuinely nervous. Ah, uh, this is the fun part. Let's this see. This is where I get to laugh at my choices. Let's see what horrifying number two Scammy has put together for you. Is, does that work as a name? I don't know. Yes, yeah, it does now. That's McCartney. Yeah, it does sound like Paul McCartney. There's a lesser wings. Oh, it's Another Day by Paul McCartney. It is indeed Another Day by Paul McCartney. Um, I, mean, I can do you some be quick w- facts on it if you would like. Yeah, it is a it. non-album single from 1971. And it managed um, to get to number two. That's all I can tell you. <laughs> there you go. Know. Fact me till I fart. I mean, of all <laughs> artists to sneak in on a number two, I get the feeling he's going to be well represented. To be honest, though, as you know my thoughts on the Beatles, you know my kind of opinion uh, as pertains to their lack of genius, etc. Um, mm. But that is so inoffensive compared to the crinkly bottomite. Um, yeah, it's a win. No, I, I like that. I like that song. It's nice. It's cool. Paul. We'll Paul. S- Always my we'll favourite people. <laughs> that feels like a correct decision there. Shall we? Uh, shall we move on, gentlemen? Moving on. Matthew. Hi. This, are you ready for this, boys? This is number one number, 50. Ooh, five, so zero. So we're in the 50s. So this then. was... Well, we on like it's 50, an instrumental 57. 
It's 1950s. It was 56 or 57 is my guess. 56. The 10th of August 1956. It was number one for six weeks. Um, Fishy Boys, do you have any other information for us? Boys. (laughs) No, Roy Castle tells us there's nothing there. Play it. Let's see what you have. Love it. When I was just Caterer. Lovely. <laughs> yep. I asked my mother. Um Doris Day, is it? Doris Day. Doris Day. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Oh. The only information I got about Doris Day was my dad always wanted Doris Day to be his mum. <laughs> oh. He wanted, and he wanted bizarrely, he wanted Matt Mun, Matt Matt Munro to be his dad. So I'm not sure if it was like an alliterative thing, but um, a little bit of cheerful fatalism from the 50s. Apparently, though, the Spanish is mistranslated. It doesn't scan grammatically. But the song obviously reminds me of football too, so big hard on for this. I just think it's... Strong keep. It's that, yeah, it is that fatalism thing. I think it's a really sweet song. It's, um, it's weirdly kind of... It's one of those kinds of nostalgia you have for something you never even got to experience. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, the Welsh have a word for that, don't they? I cannot remember what it is. Shall we see what else you get? This uh, next one is number one, 161. Give us a year, chaps. 161. So um, we're going to be... 1962. 60 on the nose, I'm going to say. Right, Craig was closest. This was number one in the latter end of 1963. Any more information, please, RB Pez? <laughs> That's quite right. So, Christmas 1963. Go on, Pez. Let's see what you got. Oh, yeah. Uh, Tell you something. I think you'll understand. You know what? This, 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 this would be an insta-keep for me. Oh, God, it's fucking crazy. I want to hold your, I want to hold your hand. Absolute twaddle. No, I mean, this uh, This is where you've kind of got to rein yourself in a little bit, Liam. I understand that you don't like the Beatles, but you also understand music. And the fact that what the Beatles were doing was recreating what pop music was at the time. Yes, it now sounds rudimentary, but at the time was huge. And this single, which was the first Beatles number one of the four that I had, it's a pure Red Beatles classic as well. Belled out from everywhere, Christmas Day 63. They were that big at the time. This replaced She Loves You, which had been released earlier in the year, but because the band were on such such of a roll, it kind of resold and came back to number one. Thus far, Doris Day and the Beatles, I mean, it's going to take something absolutely huge to sync these, if it can be done. Obviously, you are disagreeing with me, Liam. Um, I'd keep Doris Day if I could scrap the Beatles. I would, um, mm-hmm. but let's let's see. In fact, so should we find out what your number three is? Yeah, what this was number one, one thousand and sixty-four. So oh, we've had well, one from the fifties, one from the sixties. So when do you reckon? One thousand and sixty-four, gents. Twenty ten. Yeah. So uh, go on, give us give us a year, Liam. Two thousand five. 
Oh, Liam's closest. So this was the 6th of October, 2007. It was number one for four weeks. Anything more on that, please? Real big fishing email scam. Yet. Nothing from Roy Castle there. Whack us it on. Oh, tune. It was so yeah. Oh, it's um, about you know about the sugar base. Certainly is. So it's, this is a Dr. Luke production described as an electro-pop masterpiece and was the girls' sixth number one single. Only the Spice Girls have had more. I think that is the fourth or fifth iteration of the Sugar Babes. I think Keisha's still in there. Um, yeah, Keisha was the last held over. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, in the it's, eternal ship of Theseus that is the Sugar Babes. Well, what's, what are they called? I've written it down now that the original lineup because they went on tour as um, the original lineup. Well, I okay, so honestly, that tune alone is enough for me to vote keep because I love About You Know. I think it's one of the best bits of pop music of this century so far. Right, just to go... Yeah, I was about to say the, the original... <laughs> Uh, Sugar Babes iteration went on tour as the Sacred Three tour. So if you ever refer to the Sugar Babes, <laughs> the, the Sacred, Sacred Three was their original iteration. I'm I'm going to say that this is the most all-round pleasing three we've had either in this guys of the show or the old guys. We've got a 50s classic, a 60s Beatles banger, and a modern pop classic. I've not even stepped near the bin. This is a stronger keep as you can get. It, yeah, massive yeah. keep. I'll give you that. It's nice. I think it's all going in. Unanimous keep. Yay. Lovely stuff. Good work. Good work, everyone. Well, let's let's see if I can ruin it for you, shall we? Let's see if Liam can destroy <laughs> everything. Okie dokes, gentlemen. Well, this is number one, 22. Well, 22? So super, super early number. Um, 1953. Sorry? 53. Um, 54. Oh. So it is, um, January, February, March, April, May, June, July, August, September. <laughs> I'm going to buy you, I'm going to buy you a graph. Thank you, Ben. one to 12. Sep- with the- <laughs> <laughs> We're in September. Um, I'm sure my daughter's got one somewhere. <laughs> um, let's ask a uh, real big phishing email scam. If there is any additional information. It's been... What a shot. A one-hit wonder. A one-hit wonder for one week. A one-week, one-hit wonder. From now that is surprising from 1954. So no one is going to remember this at all, are they? (laughs) I was about to say, just to give the listeners a bit of an underscore on this, how many true one-hit wonders do you think we've got in, Liam? Did you say around about 30 I of the 1,400? proper one-hit wonders, i.e. they have something that hits number one, and then none of their other singles chart in the top 40. That's the kind of criterion yeah. we're using for a proper one-hit wonder. Yeah, it's so, so here, here so we rare. go. Here we go. So let's see this thing that nobody's going to know. Blow me a kiss from across the room Say I look nice when I'm not Touch my hair as you pass my chair 
Yeah, this could be anything. It's, uh, that's one of the kind of problems. So sometimes when you kind of dive into these really early ones, you get an absolute gem like Matt got with Case Sarah. You get a really lovely moment, and then other ones you just get random Ish. information, <laughs> random bits of twaddle. Can I, can I request something? Can I request something? Could you drop us in halfway through, Liam? I need to get a bit more of a feel of it that. It doesn't drop, unfortunately, but here you go. Whether the day is bright or grey Right. Yeah, nothing really happens with it. So this is Kitty Callan, who was a kind of sort of fifties popular singer, a bit swingy stuff. Did loads of big. Not that stuff. popular with only num- one number one. But what happened was, it's kind of an odd thing. So she did really well. She got, um, she sold two million copies, I think, of this. Holy piss! Um, and she was voted like the most popular singer in the US in Billboard and Variety. But she was playing at London Palladium. In '55, the year after this comes out, like the kind of high point of her career, and she loses her voice on stage, and <sighs> then she just disappeared for four years. By which point, people had stopped really caring about her. It was a proper like, oh, it, she's almost like a lost pop star from the really early it's period. A, it, it's it's a meatloaf. It's it's a career tanker. You lose your voice and then wait five years and then nobody cares. Yeah, yeah, but it loaf had a career. You know, yeah, he, he had that. He had the massive lull in the middle, though. He need maybe she needed a Jim Steinman of her own oh. <laughs> to go back to the well with. <laughs> I'm trying to think what a Jim Steinman of the '50s would have looked like. Cole Porter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And <laughs> um, should we crack on in the interests? Yeah, um, why not? Should. So number two for me is. Number one, 486. This comes out in September and hits number one in September 81 and gets two weeks on the top spot. Let's see if there's any additional information. Scammy, what you got? Nil point from Scammy. Um, any guesses, chaps? 81. What, what month? What month? Um, September 81. The jam. Right, okay. That's probably not a bad show, I think. Yeah, actually, that might be a good shot. I was thinking, Human League, I'll go for. Let's see what we got. Oh, oh shitters. <laughs> Soft Cells Tainted Love from uh, Non-Stop Erotic Cabaret. Absolute killer. That's one well, of the that's, greatest covers of all time. That's potentially an insta-keep for me. Mm. I, You know what? Mm. How do we feel? Are we happy to go on two chaps to keep Tainted it's Love? Not- it's not the Marilyn Manson version, is it? I mean, let's be honest. No. It's a classic. Right, I, I, I'm i inclined to go on to because I don't think it'd take an absolute Titanic iceberg to sink the uh, to sink this. And also, I want... What's 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 your woman's first... The first Kitty one? What's Callan. her she called? She needs to go in. I feel justice for Kitty Callan. Yeah, it's a little bit... She's been forgotten about. It seems really interesting. So I feel like, yeah, we need to kind of remember her a bit. Well, I think Captain you've got a free hit there. You you have got a free hit here. Though. Well, Captain Cautious here is voting for I'll Wait for Three, but since I've been outvoted, I will point and laugh when whatever trash comes up next. Well, we've never done this before, so we don't have to. We could always make a, a go on three a unanimous thing. Or not. Yeah, I'll tell you what, make it... No, no, because what I was saying, you've got a free hit. I think it's going in anyway, Liam. So, uh, personally... Just play it out. Play it out. It's it's not something I think we should have a limited 
we, we should be able to play a kind of one person should be able to play a it's going in. You mean you a, 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 non, a, non, a non-copyright infringing golden buzzer? <laughs> yes, exactly that. Exactly that. Right, we'll come up with a rule for that then for the next episode. But let's see what we've got yeah. anyway and then we'll vote as per. So, final one then. Here we go. So this is number one, 633. It comes out in um, August 89. And it manages five weeks at the top of the charts. Wow. So a serious hitter. But let's see. Yeah. I mean, is, is it Stock Aitken and Waterman? Real big e- phishing email scam. God, that's hard to do. <laughs> um, is there any additional factuals for this? Yet. Um, let's see what we've got then. What's in at number one for five whole weeks in 89. Oh, that voice can only mean one thing. Who's going to guess this? Insta-keep. Insta-keep for me. <laughs> so, I was thinking about it. Is Jive Bunny the start of the mashup record? Yes. No, there had been other ones that had been... A few other sort of mashup records in it's... the late seventies, but they are evading me at the moment. But there was attempts to mash up songs in a giant. But I mean, they were the first to put "Come on, everybody!" over it every five seconds. And <laughs> um, well, you know what? Even if it's just for tainted love, I'm happy with that. I feel like that's a win. I- I'm down for a keep, Matt. Keep, keep from keep. A Matt, definitely, and a keep from a Craig, which means it is a unanimous. Keeping it. And thus endeth the lesson, children. So, what did you think? Are you, like us, Paul McCartney fans, and happy that two of his tracks got in this week? (laughs) (laughs) Or are you like Liam, who is unhappy and burning the Pantheon to the ground with a pack of matches (laughs) as we speak? Uh, let us know. Contact us on the emails at enoepodcast at gmail.com. Find us on Facebook. We're on Twitter at enoepodcast. Uh, you can find us on the interwebs at everynumber1ever.com. Spell it how you like. The wall work. And if you want to throw a couple of pennies our way and have a little bit of extra content, we have all sorts over there, hopefully, at patreon.com slash enoepodcast. Now, Liam... How is the Pantheon looking, my friend? A little bit McCartney-esque, but I'll let it slide this Mm. week. I managed to already bin one Beatles one, I think, a few weeks ago, so we'll see how we can do. Um, But in this week, we got Paul McCartney's Another Day, which is a number two that snuck through the net. Um, We've got Doris Day's What Will Be Will Be, The Beatles, I Want to Hold Your Hand, and Sugar Babes, About You Now, Absolute Killers. And we've got the long-forgotten and perhaps needed to be rehabilitated uh, Kitty Callan, uh, Little Things Mean A Lot, Soft Cells, probably one of the greatest pop songs of all time, Tainted Love, and Jive Bunny and the Mixmasters, Swing The Mood. Um, Come on, everybody! Come come on, everybody! (laughs) And so, um, with that, um, I'm going to ask our delicious machine, which is this week, thank God this is the last time I have to say this, real big phishing email scam to send us all our um, next picks for the coming week. Lovely. 
Thank you very much, gents. Really enjoyed this week's. And uh, please do come and listen to our output next week as we play out with what is obviously, obviously, the song of the week, which is Jive Bunny. <laughs> Don't yes. you fucking dare. Yes. <laughs> Don't you fucking dare. <laughs> oh, go on, play tated, love Liam. See you later, everyone. Have a great week. Bye. Yeah. And I've lost my light. For I toss and turn, I can't sleep at night. Once I ran to you. Ha, 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 ha.